Vikings led 9-0. Washington scored 24 unanswered points. Tough game here, and here is RG3. He's going to run for the first down, and still on his feet. RG3 is going to outrace everybody. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Now that was a blast from the past. RG3, 2012, first on the scene. Apparently he wants to play for the Washington football team again. We'll hit on that. A lot of NFL games to get to here. Joe G, Joe O, Aaron Hawks with the Hawk. Maybe one of, of the nicknames we have for Aaron here as we move no, forward. No, there's the better show. ones. There's better well, ones. You know but we got to run this up the flagpole, though. That's, that's right. That's if you're here. watching, I'll be calling you after the show. <laughs> All right, coming up in about 20 Her minutes, Dave Sheriff has to join us. Uh, but right now, we got to look at some week three games here. We're kind of rolling through our first thoughts on these games. But, uh, Aaron, we, we asked our listeners at BetQL Daily on Twitter, uh, which of some of these games are they looking to bet in week three? Aaron, what, what are we seeing? Well, I mean, there's a lot of buzz around the Washington football team, especially since RG3 just said that he would love to play for Washington again. And this is just a narrative that will never go away in Washington. Even when Ryan Fitzpatrick um, first was injured i believe rg3 may have even tweeted unless it was a joke i thought i heard here on sports talk radio that he was like pick me i'm still available and it's just like everything always comes back to rg3 in this town um i i think he's a commentator now on espn so i don't know if he's just looking for attention or what that's about obviously he recently played for the ravens we'll see if he has anything left in the tank but i highly doubt that uh, Washington's interested in all of that. But Washington at the Bills this week. Should we start there? Yeah, let's do it. Um, All right, my first thought on the game is Washington gets the extra time to prepare, a little extra rest off Thursday night. That will help them. Now, Buffalo won 35-0 against Miami. But Buffalo's offense still isn't really in sync. Look at their numbers the first two games. I mean, a lot of that was, you know, what Pittsburgh did to them in week one. But – it wasn't like they were dominating offensively. It was more just their defense did a good job on Tua and, and Miami last week. This number, look, when I first saw the game on the schedule, I thought Survivor. I, I did think Bills for Survivor here because, you know, they're going to lose their first two home games. There's Washington going to win on the road with Heineke. But I don't know. I got a weird feeling about this game. This this might not be as big of a uh, ending score as the spread might suggest. Is Heineke that bad? that bad that RG3 is going in public and saying I can play. Um, Which Josh Allen do we have this year? I don't know. I mean, he's 31st in yards per attempt. We know about his struggles in the first game, which shocked many people. And it was a blowout last week, but that was a defensive win. It was just defensive domination. Tua goes down early. And it was ball game over for the Dolphins for obvious reasons. They have to go to Brissett. I mean, he can't push the ball down the field. But I don't know that um, that we have last year's Josh Allen. So he's, it was expected that he would regress. But how much is he regressing? Uh, this explosive Bills offense has not been there yet. It's a two-game sample, but that's something that I'll be paying close attention to. I, I don't feel comfortable laying a big number here like eight and a half until we see that Bills offense lighting up the scoreboard like they did all of last season. 
I agree. My notes on this one were, will the real Bills offense please show up? Because you really don't know what you're getting. They haven't looked like themselves yet this year. Josh Allen coming off a not-so-impressive showing. 17 of 33, 179 yards, passing in two TDs, one interception. This would be a perfect game for the Bills and Josh Allen um, to show up offensively against the Washington football team. Yeah, I think by 4 o'clock on Sunday, we're going to have a read, a, a real read on, is Washington's defense back? Like, if they shut down the Bills, we're like, all right, maybe they're back. They're going to be good again. If the Bills' uh-huh. offense lights them up, we're going to be like, uh-oh. Are this, is Washington defense any good? They really are bad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, yeah that's, yeah, a, that's yeah, a good point. Yeah, we, th- we thought we knew about these two things, and maybe we didn't. We'll find out by the end of this game. But I'm going to stay away. I'm not going to do Bills' survivor. Like, I thought about it, but I was, I'm just I'm, – I'm wary right now of that game. Let's go to Packers 49ers. This is a big one. Aaron Rodgers on the road in uh, San Francisco. He has not played well there. I mean, the, the Packers, remember a couple of years ago, they went there on a Sunday night. They got blown out. They went there mm-hmm. in the NFC Championship game. They got blown out. First home game for the Niners this year. They're 2-0, and two road wins. I, the one thing about the Niners that is interesting is I don't think that they're where they need to be right now. They have a lot of injuries, especially on defense. The question I have is, can Rodgers and the Packers offense exploit the issues the 49ers have at corner? The Eagles could not do it last week. The Eagles tried. They threw the ball down the field. Hurts hit one big one. Uh, Rager stepped out of bounds on another one. So that they attempted. Like, I think you, pretty, you could see the weakness of the Niners right now. Their corner situation. Can Rodgers and the Packers exploit it? That, that's what I think this comes down to. A three and a half feels perfect. That's a, that's a pretty good line. Um, I, coming off a big performance from Green Bay, they, they were sick of the rhetoric, but, you know, they can't play anymore. Rodgers doesn't even care about his team anymore, not hanging around in the offseason, all that stuff. He shut it down, but it was a perfect spot to shut it down. It was in front of the country, and it was against what might be the worst secondary in the NFL, and they, they eventually take over, and maybe it was more Aaron Jones completely taking over in that ball game. Uh, I want to see they were efficient on Monday, but are we going to see the explosion on offense that we saw. We saw nothing from them in week one. It was better in week two, but it, it wasn't what some were expecting, like 300 yards against a very poor pass defense. He got the touchdowns, but uh, I wouldn't say they were crushing them. Defense, big issue. Shanahan against Barry. I mean, I think you've got to go big advantage Shanahan there. Which So if I'm doing anything with this, uh, with this number, I'm considering... Uh, laying it with San Francisco, but that hook does scare me off a bit. Aaron, and you talked about Joe Barry the other day, his time in, in Washington. Now he's in Green Bay. That's a worry. I mean, Sh- Kyle Shanahan against Joe Barry, that's a big mismatch for the Niners. Mm-hmm. And they had to have worked together here in Washington yeah. when Kyle Shanahan was with the Washington football team. So he probably knows what kind of tricks Joe has got up his sleeve as well. Was it, yeah. was it known throughout his time – because I remember nationally, there were a lot of people that like, oh, yeah, Shanahan, it's because of his dad. He's getting all these uh, he's getting pumped up through the media because of his dad and his contacts. And, and people weren't sure if he was truly a great offensive mind or if, if it was more of his dad's work. Did When he was in Washington, did everyone know like he's the ne- he's the next he's going to be in the next group of elite play callers? It was him and McVeigh and um, LaFleur was here, too. 
they let wow. them all go. <laughs> I know. Yeah. So I think because all of them were here kind of around the same time, it was just a lot of buzz around all those coaches. And of course, Washington mm. just finding a way to mess that up and not being able to hold on to any of them. <laughs> How do you not? How do you not? I, I, they were so big on Jay Gruden that they right. overlooked all their assistant coaches and let them go take head coaching jobs elsewhere. Wow. You know, it, it, it reminds me, you ever see the doc, uh, the documentary NFL Network has on the 95 Browns before they left? Yeah, yeah. That coaching staff was Belichick, Jim Schwartz, Gruden. Saban. Um, wow. there, was a, there was a bunch, right? A bunch of future yes. NFL coaches. There was a bunch of them. That might be the same thing with, like, the 2012 Washington football team, right? They're, they all yeah. went on to greatness or, you know, on the path to greatness once they left that team. But that team couldn't win with them, and then they go to other teams – and they win. So 49ers. They're all Packers. elite teams, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, the, yeah. and Washington didn't keep any of them. All right, let's jump to the Saints at the Patriots here. This is an interesting one. I feel like it's a real interesting game that's getting little buzz um, this week, just probably because it's not going to be a high-scoring game. At least we don't project that. The over, the total doesn't project that. But, but boy, who are the Saints? I feel like I have a good feel of who the Patriots are. Right? The Patriots are going to play close to the best. They're going to run the football. Mac Jones is going to be asked to just complete a high percentage of passes, but not asked to win the game. They play good defense. The Saints in week one, incredible. Everything. The Saints in week two were taken apart by Carolina. The, the, the number is three. Patriots at home, three-point favorites. Joe, I like the Patriots in this one. Um, who's the real Jameis? Like, the Saints come in with a lot of question marks after two weeks. I don't know who they are. Uh, quickly on your thought on the 95 Browns, we got to remember to ask Lombardi about that on Monday. He was there. That's right. That's right. Yeah. That man, amazing times. I don't know. Real Saints, will you please stand up? They, they have a good defense. The offense, not quite sure. So here's the challenge with New Orleans. Uh, how how do you how do you handicap emotions? How do you handicap what teams are going through mentally? Um, they're going through. Their families are going through a lot right yeah. now, and they're just a road team the foreseeable future. I mean, maybe that changes after Halloween, a couple months. I don't know that when we were on the air, there was a story yesterday about the Superdome on fire. Like what is, right. what, what, I, I don't know how we handicap this uh, with three. We've got a rookie quarterback uh, favored by three points. You want to talk about some overreaction? The look ahead line was a pick em, And then the saints were so bad against the Panthers and new England looked really good. Now that may have been more about the jets, now they make it a field goal. And I think that move is is right. I like that move. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, man, I, I don't know what you do with this team because offensively, uh, we overreacted. I think everybody did. To, Whoa, Sean Payton, coach of the year. Look at what they're doing. And then week two, they went from literally went from one of the best to one of the worst. So they'll probably be somewhere in between this week. Exactly. I think it's a huge overreaction. I think New Orleans bounces back. Like you were say saying, it's hard to handicap this one. Half their coaching staff was out due to COVID protocol. You can't underestimate how important that is. Okay. If you have half your coaching staff out, I don't know how you can expect your team to go out there and play well because the players aren't coming up with the game plan. Um, you have two of the best NFL minds in the game going up against each other, which I think is interesting. Belichick defensively and Sean Payton offensively. But it really comes down to who has the better quarterback for me, and it's not Matt Jones. I think it's Jameis Winston. I think he has a bounce-back game. 
Um, I obviously have him as comeback player of the year. I mean, what if he's an MVP candidate? What if just last week was just a bad week and they do bounce back? Um, so I really like the Saints here to go into Foxborough and get a win and bounce back. Yeah, it's always interesting early in the season, like after two weeks, like, all right, I believe this about this. I believe this about this team. But like how much is because they played each other. So last week, we yeah. think the Saints offensive line is good. It has been good for years. They couldn't block Carolina's front. Now, maybe we've overrated the Saints offensive line or maybe Carolina's defense is just incredible. <laughs> like maybe they just maybe they just can't. <laughs> stop and that will change that will change everything i um i like new england in this game my early thought is the yeah. line is where it should be new england minus three is to play the hawk is obviously <laughs> all over yeah the, hawk. Here. yeah the hawk the <laughs> money line money line saints uh, stop. <laughs> the the low total one of the lowest of the of the week right uh these are what two strong defenses 40, 43 and a half yeah. 43 and a half. Wow. Both defenses have been pretty good. Have been pretty good this season. I will not look at the chat because I need to finish out the segment. We have a few more minutes to go. When when Erin is is waving air because she needs she needs a breather. I mean things are taking a turn. I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring it from you people trying to mess with us. Very unprofessional. I blame Liquid Swords. No, I'm just kidding. He's the man. I do. I'm glad he got a, got us on this tangent. Is it a man? Could be on Catfish. Neve <laughs> from MTV shows up because of Liquid Swords. A big Wu Tang. New season fan. just got announced. <laughs> really? <laughs> Can we please cut uh, that audio for a promo? Is it man? Is it? <laughs> Show be. your face. I I do love those shows. Like you know, it's yeah. you know, if you think it's if they say it's a guy, it's why is it always in the south? And why is it always a woman 425 pounds? <laughs> Hold on, really quick. Did you guys watch The Circle on Netflix? Because that show was really good about catfishing. Is that when they like were a competition? Like I watched a few episodes, yeah. I, I got so hooked on that show. I thought it was I really I good. It. it was when we had no sports. We had nothing going on. Yes. And, uh, and, yeah. Is that the one They're where they all... use social media? Yes, and they're all right. in this big apartment building. They can't meet each other, and you can go into the show as like an alias or a catfish, and the whole point is to guess who's a catfish, who's not, and they form alliances. There's a couple seasons of it. I thought it was really good. Has anybody been catfished? I'd, it'd be a great story if somebody was. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually terrified to go on any type of date because of it. Like, a, like from a dating app or from... A from a site like it just scares me like what could possibly happen well i'm sure you have friends that are like yeah he didn't look anything like his picture yeah i hear about that like people use like pictures that are like when they're 20 years younger or mm -hmm. maybe 50 pounds lighter <laughs> it's all marketing i mean right? like, I, I understand why i do i do understand why i mean all of us with social media if you're posting a picture on instagram it's never one of the worst pictures it's always no you know, yeah. yeah especially instagram's right. the worst everyone just looks their best it's a kind of like a fake world on there but you do need to be, be a little honest at some point like look in the mirror like yeah you've got gray hair now and that's yeah, not stay, what they think. stay in your lane that was like, 10 years ago that far yeah. <laughs> yes 
All right, listen, coming next, Dave Sharapan is going to join us a long time, long time uh, odds maker out in Vegas. We'll talk to him, Joe O, Joe G, the Hawk, right? <laughs> Becky Kelly, presented by Fan Sports on the Becky Network. <laughs> <laughs>